This episode of Enchanting Aspects is brought to you by our patrons, C, J, and Myrna. Thank you for being a patron on patreon.com slash mushroomstationgoodbye. Jupiter. 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 Hello. I'm sorry. Who are you? Me. Yeah, I'm, you. Me. I'm. I'm Joe. I don't know who that is. Honey, I'm in the other room. I'm like 15 feet away from you. No, no, no. This is enchanting aspects, and we're stuck in a liminal space, and there's only me and Jupiter talking. But Jupiter's not here. Oh, she's dead. No. <laughs> Is she dead? I hope not. I hope not. Um, that would be that would be not very enchanting. No. Uh, <laughs> um I'm joking. All of that was just a little joke. <laughs> Tricked you. I know uh, who you are. Yeah. Um and I know Tell me who... one thing about me. Um you have hair on your feet. I do. Yeah, you're right. Guess you have have a have a feet a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotcha. You got me. Uh, Jupiter's gone. Um, she'll be back whenever. Um, Joe's here. Yeah, I'm here to enchant your ass. Backed. Good job. You got it. You got the gist. Mm-hmm. I'm here to appreciate the little things in art. Yeah. Third. What are what other uh here catchphrases? This is an you Arthur know. fan cast. Give give me more. More catchphrases for the show. Um yeah. We're here to fuck it up family style. I like that one. I'll I, I can add that. Okay. This is enchanting aspects and we t- talk so that you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, I guess. That's just a podcast, but this one's no. special. Yeah, this one's special. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we kill. Um, we kill. Kitty is in the bed. Joe is in the other room. I'm in my room, and mm-hmm. we're going to do this podcast. My name is Joe Langhua. <laughs> my name is Amy Terry. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we do have to... Jupiter's not here. Do you want to address that? Uh, Yeah, last episode, Jupiter said she was going to get her uh, pussy. Yeah. And she got it. She got it. She's um, recovering. She's in pussy recovery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Joe's taken over. Um, he's the temp worker. Yep. He's an intern. He's not getting yep. paid. Well, we don't do unpaid internships here, but for me specifically, just just like as a as a cruelty specifically engineered for me, uh, that that is what we've agreed to. Yeah, this is a kink um, that Joe's into. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it's a long term kink thing. I'm into financial domination. Yeah, which is which explains uh, 
my <sighs> life choices up to this point. <laughs> yeah, it would, huh? <laughs> um, Joe, you know the shit. What's your sh- what's your fucking thing? You the thing, uh, the small thing in the small piece of art that I like. Yeah. Right. Yep. The piece of art that I've decided to go with is a video game called Mortal Kombat Deception. Ooh, they lie in that one? They there there is a lie or two. Um What is it? What are the perhaps lies? More. I don't know cuz the story is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. It's a Mortal Kombat game. Um yeah, so I'm not hugely into into fighting games. Yeah. I did play this one quite a bit though and it's got one of my favorite things in video games to date. First of all, honorable mention, this game has a chess mini game where you can use your unlockable fighters as chess pieces on a board, but then when you Ooh. go to take somebody else's piece, you fight for the square. So it doesn't really work like chess. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's that's one thing that okay. is cool. But the thing that I really love, the aspect that I wanted to bring to this show is called the crypt. Um, also, if I say any word that starts with a C, you can assume that it's spelled with a K because they use the same convention from Donkey Kong. And I love that. I didn't know um, Donkey Kong did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the crypt is basically uh, it's it's where you go to unlock shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you play through the game, whether you play like through classic mode or you play chess mode or there's a whole um, like RPG open world style game like story mode, mm-hmm. which is it's it's. Good and bad. It didn't age well as far as I know, but like it was fun, you know, when I when I played it back in the day. But, um, you know, if you go around that mode, you can like do certain missions or you can find treasure chests in like hidden locations in the world and you unlock different kinds of coins. And there are six flavors of coins. There's sapphire, jade, ruby, Platinum, Onyx, and Gold coins. So there's six different colors. And when when you have them, in order to spend them, you go to the crypt, which is a large grid of gravestones. It's like a cemetery, right? Mm-hmm. And each, uh, each gravestone has a, a coffin inside. That's with a K. Um... <laughs> That you you can open up the grave and open up the coffin to get the goodies inside by spending different flavors of coins. They all have different amounts, and it, it feels kind of random when you're just looking at the grid. I'm gonna send you a, a screenshot of of the crypt just to give you a, a better idea of what I'm talking about. Okay. Also, the way you're describing this, it makes it seem like um, you're reading a really really complex riddle, and I like I need to like memorize. <laughs> So, like, okay, there's six different types. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, like, all of this is extraneous information that doesn't, you don't need for the answer. It's just to distract you. Okay, so, yeah, I'm seeing lines of graves, and they have different mm-hmm. colored coins on uh-huh. them. And different number, numerical values. Nobody and gets a name. 
They are also, they're, they're lettered. So starting in the bottom left is gravestone AA. And then as it goes to the right, it's like AB, AC, AD. And then as it goes deeper into the uh, graveyard, it goes like BA and then CA and then like yada yada all the way to Could T. you imagine dying and just being a part of a mini game <laughs> for your gravestone? <laughs> um, all the way to T, which is, uh, so it goes all the way to TT, which is 20 by 20. So there are 400 individual graves. And some of them, as you can see in the screenshot, like look special, like they've got a glowing mm-hmm you know, thing or whatever. But basically in each of these graves is something you have no idea what it's going to be. It could be concept art. It could be a unique skin. It could be a character. There are are characters that are hidden in the crypt. Mm -hmm. Some of them you have to find specific keys for in the RPG like world. Um, So you have to get the key and the amount of, of coins in order to unlock it. But basically in order to unlock everything in the game, you kind of have to grind through to get everything in here, but you never know what you're going to get as you're going through. Mm, And we know, well, I I know, audience, you don't know, but Joe is a guy who loves to grind. I like grinding, but that's what I love about this system specifically because it's not like, it's, it's just... Oh, go to the crypt every once in a while and spend what I have. But I'm not really, I'm not like going about it systematically. I'm not going left to right, bottom to top. Like, no, I'm just going to pick one that looks, that I get good vibes from and see what I find. Interesting. That's very interesting coming from you because you're the type of person that like mostly does need to have a plan and a system in mind. So... Just pick well, there's one no. I mean, vibes. without looking up a without looking up a guide, there's no way to know what to expect. There, there's no rhyme or reason to like the grave that we're looking at looks fairly plain in the screenshot. This is to unlock a character, which oh. to me is like a high end goal. Like mm-hmm. you know, like oh, if you, oh, it's just that that rush of being like, oh, I got a piece of concept art that's cool. Oh, I got a song for the jukebox that's cool. Oh, I got a new fighter. Okay, mm-hmm. sick. Um, and yeah, like the it's it's the fun element of like a gotcha sort of thing, but also with an end goal. Like that's where the grind comes in. Like eventually, I am gonna buy all of them if I play this game long enough. So like you know, I, I don't have to worry about missing out or having bad odds because if I get five bad things in a row, my odds have increased to get a good thing next time mm-hmm. um so i don't know this i i played this game for like a summer when i was like 11 or something like that and it has stuck in my mind as one of my favorite unlocking systems in any video game um i don't know why exactly other than what i've laid out but um <laughs> it's it's sick to me and and beyond that like the aesthetic of it being a graveyard like it's spooky yeah. and the different flavors of coins are you know really fun and like it's it's just all shine it's good for a kid right like it's fun yeah so that's my that's that's the 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 gist of my thing okay do you have any questions for me um does a dead body come out I don't think so, but a box does come out. You know, probably there's some jump scares, like with a skeleton or a scream effect here and there. I don't remember, though. It's been a long time since I've 
I've played this game. Okay. Um, I do know that like one of my favorite ways to choose which coffin I'm going to do is just like, Hey, I'll, I'll start, I'll start with JL. It's my initials. I'll try that. And then mm-hmm. like my friend's initials or whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. which, which, which coffin do you think that you would want to want to go for first? I'll tell you what's inside. Well, for sure. AT. Those are AT, my initials. Okay. Uh, that is the, so for 155 platinum coins, you will unlock the Sindel storyboard. Ooh, a storyboard. That's yeah. Uh, the, wow. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what a coincidence. <laughs> um, um, what about PP? PP. Good, good idea. Wait, does it go that far? Yeah, all the way to T, so. PP. Uh, Puzzle Fighter Raiden. I don't know what that means. I think I think there's a So I said that there's the chess mode. I think there's also a puzzle mode. I don't know how it works cuz I never played it, but I guess Raiden being a character for that mode and Raiden's a classic, babe. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. That is for 3604 gold coins though. So that's That's a lot of money. Pricey, yeah. Um, do you have to know the cost before you buy it? No, you can see they're they're listed on the graves. Like it shows oh. the coin type and the amount. Okay, that'd be funny if like you didn't know how much it cost. You just <laughs> lost the money. <laughs> just, but what if you had like two gold coins? And you're like, oh yeah, I can afford this. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this. I think this is a good, um, good item money getter. Um, yeah. I know we've been playing God of War recently and it's been very extremely unsatisfying opening a chest and every time it is the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's also why I got so sick of um, looking for like going into things in areas yeah. in Breath of the Wild as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're going to get one of three things. You're going to get a Korok, you're going to get a weapon that'll break eventually or you'll get a, a thingy. Yeah. And that's that's what I really like about this system is because, like, as you're going around the world in the RPG mode, which, again, you don't ever have to play the RPG mode to unlock most of what's in the crypt. There are specific things that are hidden behind keys that you have to find in the world. But, like, you know, as you're going around the world, you can find those keys, but they don't immediately unlock the thing. You have to then go to the crypt screen and select, like, what did I get? Because that's another thing is, like, when I'm playing RPGs, if I'm going out into the world and I'm like scouring around every corner or whatever, I'll just like pick up whatever I'm getting on the way, but I'm like in the middle of a dungeon or something. So I forget all the shit that I picked up. Whereas this system, you get the key, you get the key. And then once you're ready to go cash in at the crypt, you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. So that, that key unlocks this skin. Oh, cool. Now I have this new skin. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like, I just like that. There's a whole section of the game dedicated to, unlocking bonus content and it's a very early 2000s thing of like having a you know a screen dedicated to putting a cheat code in or Mm -hmm. having screens and screens dedicated to concept art and and voice clips and stuff like that like you just don't get that kind of thing in a lot of games anymore and it's kind Mm -hmm. of a shame yeah um and i remember when i was a kid being like not too interested in being like oh boo concept art boring and now i'm like no that would be really sick to be able to like you know like thumb through the the love that went into the creation of this game yeah absolutely 
Honestly, I feel like for concept art, if I unlock concept art in a video game and it doesn't let me view it immediately and instead I have to like go through a separate menu and scroll through the concept art, I'm not going to look at it. Just let me view it as soon as I get it or else I will forget. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, like when you're unlocking it in the crypt, you do see it right then. But then there's also, you know, an additional archives or whatever content, I think it's called with a K. Um, but uh, like, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, I, I think of, you know, like playing Last of Us or whatever, and you pick up a, a piece of lore and it's not even last of us like games that don't let you pause you know and i'm supposed to pick this up and read this newspaper while a zombie might be bearing down on me or whatever like mm-hmm. no and then i'm never gonna go back into my menu and look at it are you kidding me not gonna yeah, happen absolutely not yeah <laughs> so that is my uh that's my piece i i love the crypt and i never get to talk about it uh, and so I thought I'd bring it to this show. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your cute little nerdy thing, you little nerd. <laughs> Did you know before recording this episode that I'd ever had interest in any Mortal Kombat? No. Thing? Yeah. Not at all. Oh, oh, um, goes to show you how little I talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, you said you have to grind to unlock all of the graves, but, like, is the game even fun enough to, like... Well, Make it okay, worth so it to do that? I mentioned, the, yes, because the the combat in Mortal Kombat is a lot of fun. I, I mentioned that the RPG is kind of bare bones, we'll call it, um, if memory serves. Um, and it's like, it's not the best thing in the world. But there is also, as far as I remember, there's like a classic mode where you just go, like in smash brothers where you just like mm-hmm. fight eight guys in an order and there are also mini games in like in between like there's a i think there's one like in in pokemon stadium 2 where you where they drop the log and you have to press a at just the right time i think oh that i love one, that one yeah i think that there's one like that and like depending on how well you do you get coins for doing that you also get coins just for trying the classic mode and you get extra if you win depending on what difficulty you do it on. Um, So you can like do all of that. Like you don't, you can't get all of the secret stuff if you don't play through the RPG mode. And I I might be wrong. Like it might be more fun than I remember. I I was a kid, so I might've just gotten lost easily. Um, But like, that's, that's not the only mode of the game. There's the chess mode. You get coins playing that. There's the puzzle mode, apparently like that's wild. And then beyond that, this game what is it? Deception is, I believe, the second in the trilogy that happened um, after Mortal Kombat was kind of rebooted and brought into like new graphics into the next gen. This was on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And so the first game was Deadly Alliance. And what it introduced, it kind of changed the game, is that every every character has three unique fighting styles. Kind of like a light style, a heavy style, and a weapon. And they all have unique weapons. Um, so, like, it's a very... Again, I, I'm i not very into fighting games, but the fighting system in Deception was very in-depth, and there was a lot to explore and master. And that was what going through the RPG mode was all about. Like, you would have missions that were like, oh, 
do this tutorial, play as this character, and learn his special moves. And, you know, you have to, like, practice it three or four times or whatever, and then you have to win a fight using the special move. Mm-hmm. And you take all those skills into the classic mode as well. And I don't know, like, it's it's a really good gameplay loop, even if some elements of the game are, again, not super well polished. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, Mortal Mortal Kombat Deception, the Crypt, the Crypt specifically, and and I don't know. I don't remember there being a, a like, oh, I really need to grind out two thousand ruby coins right now. It was more like, I'm gonna go play Conquest for a while, and then when I get bored, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Crypt and see what I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Shout out to the crypt. Shout out to the crypt. Thank you, thank you, the crypt for setting the standard, um, and uh, boo to every every other game who has failed to lift lift up to that standard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because it's a fighting game, and in like you know, in fighting games, there's not really you know you don't have to explore areas and like solve puzzles and mm-hmm. do extra things to unlock stuff. So it makes sense for there to be like a local area and just make money, but. Yeah, I would definitely, like, for earning things, I would definitely prefer, like, earning it in a sense of, like, going out of your way in an area to look for secret places and stuff. But, you know, you you can't fault them for that when there's no areas to explore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, that does exist in the RPG mode for, like, these super secret skins and stuff. There, There is an element of, like, you need to go to the secret corners of the map to find the most secret items and the most secret stuff. But... Um, it's not, what I like about it is that that's not required for a majority of what is available in the crypt. You can play other game modes and still be passively earning different types of coins and then eventually go in and be like, oh, I want to buy some art or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, just the, the, um, I guess the grind of it, like the fact that you're always moving toward the goal, even if slowly, because you're always earning coins on top of the kind of random, you know, surprise element of what am I going to get? Those two things combined uh, work so perfectly in this game. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good reward system. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for listening. (laughs) What's your thing, Amy? Um, so fucking, I'm going to talk about, um, a book, Mm -hmm. um, and poor Jupiter probably listening to this episode and having me never brought a book. And of course I'm bringing it on the (laughs) episode. I was thinking about bringing a book. I was like, I really want to bring a book because I don't think one has been brought to this show yet. But then I was (laughs) like, man, I, I just started reading again. (laughs) There's no rules. Well, I couldn't. I just couldn't think of one that you know moved me enough. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been I've been reading recently, and the reason I've been able to read more recently is because I got the fucking cool ass app called Libby, um, which is just an app that lets you connect to your local library and download audiobooks. Um. And so what I've been doing these past few weeks is just. I will go to, like, new releases or just random categories and just start listening to a book. Um, 
And so today I'm going to be talking about um, the beauty of consideration um, in the book called The Galaxy and the Ground Within. And mm-hmm. it is written by Becky Chambers. Mm-hmm. Well done, um, Becky. Thank you, Becky. This this book just came out last year. Um, and I clicked on it because uh, it had an interesting premise and it was tagged LGBTQ. Um, there's not really a romance part of it per se. It's more of just a very, I would say, progressive book. Um, holy shit, my tummy just started hurting very randomly. Ow. Mm. Owie, ow, 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 ow. Ah, the poison. Oh. The poison is kicking in. Why? Oh my god, it hurts so bad. It must be farts. It must be Jupiter. farts that are loading. Jupiter's getting her revenge. Yeah. You're right. You keep Jupiter, saying she's you dead. <laughs> Jupiter, you're alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Help me. Well, if it's farts, babe, let them out. No, babe, it's like the first, <laughs> the first DefCon Four. It's hasn't gone to the butt yet. Okay, I see. Anyways, um, I don't want to give too much away, um, but essentially, the book is about a planet that is basically just an airport terminal. Um, like before it was converted into a, like an airport terminal, like there was no life on it. It was a completely empty, lifeless planet. Um, and so all of the, like, basically, um, businesses there are just tourist traps or hotels. Um, and this story focuses on, um a specific like resort called the five hop one stop um and it has three different types of aliens who um you know stop and stay here um just for their you know layovers that are just a few hours um and unexpectedly something happens and they all have to stay um for a period of time um and every single um, alien is a different type of alien, um, including the ground host who also has a kid. Um, and this book is beautiful. Um, it, it, it really was like surprisingly just sweet and soft and... I guess, safe. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. there are some dangerous things that happen in it um, and some, like, scares. But for the most part, I was, you know, reading the premise, I was expecting... Also, reading the title, I was expecting, like, way more of an adventurous action book, but it was, most of the time, just people talking to each other. Um, And it, like, in such a short time, like... I just grew such a fondness for the characters, um, but also in the way you would grow fondness for a stranger that you know you're never going to see again. Um, And that, 
that's more of what I want to focus on is that this book um, really stresses the fact that every alien species, everything is different. Um, like yeah. for their culture, their genders, their um, bodies, um, everything is different, but also there is obviously established interstellar space travel. Um, and so people are aware that other species exist and they do have to coexist with one another, um, you know, in order to keep peace, essentially. Mm. Um, and from how the book describes it, it seems like even though this has been going on for at least a couple hundred years, it's still kind of like us in a sense of there are definitely ignorances and racism and right. um, prejudices and stereotypes. Um, and so this book with these um, five people all kind of being stuck together with literally nothing to do except spend time with each other, even though they're all complete strangers it in such a short time span teaches one another to just be compassionate and understanding to everybody's differences. Mm -hmm. um, there's like countless examples in the book because that's kind of like the overarching theme. Um, but I did pick out one specific example and I did already tell Joe about this example um, the other night, but I'm going to like actually read the excerpt now. That was um, life, Joe. You're talking to Shoujo now. Yeah, Shoujo's different. Shoujo doesn't know shit. <laughs> I know nothing. Nothing, idiot. Um, so in this scene, um, well, okay, first I'll say, one of the aliens, her name is Speaker, um, she is a alien who um, doesn't breathe oxygen. They, she brings, she breathes methane gas. Um, and so whenever she goes out of her ship, she has to be in a suit. Um, and lots of times the host, um, you know, tries to throw little gatherings and give food to everybody. And every time she can't eat um, because she can't open her suit. Um, and there was even kind of like a frustration of her having to explain this Um because it's something that she's had to explain over and over again. And she mm -hmm. feels like, you know, it's the kind of thing of like, why do I have to be the one that teaches you this? Um, but, you know, it, it happened. Like, like that, that's another thing I appreciate about this book is that like, they don't just make everything peaceful and happy. Like, there are frustrations about microaggressions and anger and, you know like weird miscommunications and it's you know not all willy-nilly everybody's peaceful with each other um but anyways once one of the um like once all of the other aliens learn about that um the next day um she gets a like drone delivered to her spaceship um and i'll read that part um okay the box popped open, and as Speaker jumped back, a burst of confetti-like pixels shot out, danced around, then dove back inside. 
The device extended an arm upward, and from this, a written message in a rectangular frame projected into the air above it. Good morning, speaker. I was hoping you might join me aboard my shuttle for breakfast. As I know you're unable to leave your suit, I thought perhaps you could pack these into your cockpit and join me in that fashion. I tried to make everything small enough to fit into your compartment, and I hope I estimated correctly. I also took the liberty of researching what your species can safely eat, so I'm fairly confident all of these will be suitable for you. Though, as I'm sure you know your needs best, the ingredients are printed on the ribbons on each package, just in case. If this idea doesn't suit, or you simply don't feel like coming by, please enjoy these tidbits in your own time and your own space. I will not take offense. Your temporary neighbor, Roveg. Um, That's so sweet. I know! Like, I was beaming when I heard that. Um, Especially because these people, it's like... It's not like a usual story where people just instantly become friends and bond through trauma. It's it's a lot more realistic of, you know, these are people you don't know and you're probably not going to see them again. Um, so you're mostly just being polite. Um, but throughout the book, so many different, like, tiny things like this happen. Um, like, uh like, at some point, like, they're talking about a specific species and one of the characters just, like, throws out a question and says, like, hey, for this gender in your species, what pronouns do they use um, at, like, when they're at this state in time? And, you know, just at constantly asking for clarifying, like, understanding of people's different needs. Right. And... God, what I just appreciate so much is how easy it is. Like, yeah, it's like not easy as in like, you know, it doesn't take effort because of course it does. But holy shit. Like, yes, these are aliens, but this is obviously like this is written by a human and it's for humans and all humans are different. And like. It's just such, I would say, a a relief or a... No, it's such a refreshing story to just have everyone be considerate. And even though they may be ignorant in some areas, they learn and change and grow from that and apologize. Right. Um, It's a matter of, like, when... My impression, I haven't read the book, but uh, is that the characters in this book do not do not harm one another by way of uh, negligence like there may there's always going to be stuff you don't know and you may step on toes that you didn't know were there yeah. but they're a looking for toes <laughs> and <laughs> b like now like they acknowledge the ones that they already know about Whereas that is, I think, the biggest thing that, you know, we see in in our world is people knowing the right thing to do, knowing how not to hurt other people around them and deciding that their comfort and that ounce of energy it would take to shift the way that they think uh, a little bit or at least try something new um, would be it's it's not worth it. It's too it's too much of a hassle for me to to even try to think about what would make you happy 
Um, and therefore I'm just going to make you miserable because that's easier for me. Yeah. It's I, people, a lot of people have, and you know, I used to have this mindset, like I'm not fucking perfect. Like people have the mindset of, you know, I would rather be comfortable than making you feel safer. Um, and yeah, this book challenges that all the time. Um, and especially the, um, like, ground host she you know because so many people come in and out of this planet like she tries to make everything as neutral as possible for everybody um so that you know obviously it's not going to be perfect but it's like enough effort is put into it so that nobody will at least be offended um and you know that's that's more than most people would do um and yeah, it's just, I think what it does for me is it kind of shows a realistic future where this is possible and it's normal. And, you know, we are starting to see it, I would say, in our, like, the younger generation of, like, younger generation, most of them are able to use they, them pronouns, no fucking problem. Yeah. Um, and it, it just goes to show that, like, growing up understanding that, people are different from you that's a good thing to understand um and instead of being threatened by it um you know yeah it's you can embrace it you can embrace also your similarities too like mm-hmm. um that that was also the funnest thing of this book is like all the time all the different characters were not only you know finding out what's different about each other but also what is similar um and you know, like who likes what music and like what what types of emotions and words and like different ideals and values translate through um, and how different. I don't know, but also how similar they are. And like overall, like everybody's so different, but like down to the core, everybody loves and cares and it's nice um yeah yeah i it's it's like when when you're learning something new about how a person lives their life and something that you've never encountered before you're you you really have two choices like you can accept that as something you didn't know before and embrace it as an opportunity to learn something new or you can see it as an affront to your experience and what you've known up to this point and being like, Oh, well I didn't know about that. So it must be wrong because mm-hmm. I already have perfect knowledge of the universe. Yep. Um, and this book obviously <laughs> is saying that we should strive for the former because it's better for everyone, including you. Um, yeah. So that's good. That's really good shit. It's definitely, and now I want to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think anybody else is running it on Libby. So you're totally good. Um, but yeah, the fucking just yesterday at work, I, you know, was talking about my gender for like five seconds. Um, and one of my older coworkers, um, like he did not understand. It was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm not a girl or a boy. I'm non-binary. Um, and he, you know, just immediately said, okay, but is it okay if I still think of you as a girl? And 
I I played it off as a joke. I said, like, you can think of me as a she as you would a car. Um, and <laughs> we kind of just, you know, changed the subject. But, like, we made each other uncomfortable. And I wanted to yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah. Like. I mean, like, I can't control what you think. Yeah, but, but I'm not going to give you know. permission or validate you for <laughs> no, doing that. Sorry. Um, so it was nice to escape to this book <laughs> um, where they fucking use like um, zeer pronouns like with the X. Um, and yeah. that was refreshing too. I've literally never read any sort of media that uses pronouns like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Oh, sorry, I just like got one of those internal burps from the ginger ale and it just went into my nose and started burning. Featured um, heavily in this episode, digestive distress. <laughs> and um, another thing is that like, uh, it's an endless, it's an endless thing. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like something I learned about a few weeks ago about just asking somebody like somebody that you just met like what do you do for a living it's you know for some cultures that's a really intrusive and rude question Mm -hmm. and even you know for americans if it you know is supposed to just come off as like you know what are you passionate about what do you like to do um you know what about people who are unemployed um yeah or you know aren't doing something for a living and yeah i was thinking about that conversation that we had and like what what question i would want to be asked instead because i was complaining that i i don't like answering the question what do you do for a living i never have uh even when i've been working jobs that i liked doing (laughs) yeah um and i think what i'm going to practice and, and give give it a try um just because i like being like the unique guy you know i like being weird and different Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to ask people that I'm just meeting for the first time, what interests you? Yeah. Uh, what, I what, think that's a good question. What gets you out of the bed in the morning? Yeah. Um, so that's my thing. Cool. Cool thing. Cool thing. Um. It's not as cool as the crypt, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really went into the emotional depth of the crypt. <laughs> I think you said that this is like info dump the podcast, and I have been sitting on that for like two decades. So <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna just take that one. <laughs> All right, moral of the story: you gave me a tough one, hun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So just because you don't know what to expect, and you can finish it off. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Just because you don't know what to expect doesn't mean you'll be disappointed. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No? Well, I mean, that definitely applies to yours, but not really mine. It's worth, it's always worth finding out what's under the surface. Hey, that's a good one. You did it. Hell yeah. Good Hell job. Hell yeah. We got there, baby. Thanks for listening to Enchanting Aspects. Um, 
Joe is on a podcast mm. called Artificial Ghost Gaming Radio. Gaming New Horizons. It comes out three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's on a podcast called um, Artificial Ghost Radio. Jupiter is the co-host. You know, if you're an Amy-only fan and you don't know about Jupiter's other shit. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm um, on Jupiter's other shit. And I was actually on the last episode. Um, yeah, so, so if you're an Amy Only fan, go check out that. If you're episode. an Amy Only fan, go check out that. If you're an Amy Only fan, go follow my Twitter. Um, give me money. Um, what else should I get, Joe? <laughs> Twitch followers. Twitch followers. Amy's been streaming on Twitch, and you need to go to their streams and tell them hello. Twitch.com slash Pixelame. Pixelame. At Pixelamart Twitter. This is just the Amy episode. Jupiter's not here. Mm-hmm. We don't have to plug anything mushroom station related. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, love yourself. Yeah. Is that the tagline for the show? You don't know it? You don't know it? No. Oh. I tried to I tried to I tried to listen. <laughs> I tried to catch up. Oh. <sighs> Okay, you say love yourself. Love yourself. Believe in yourself. Bye. Bye. Stop. This outro is brought to you by Splatoon 3. I'm I don't want to make an outro because I want to go play it. Bye. <laughs>